What's going on, guys? You are listening to the You Can Miss Me With That podcast. My name is Luther. How y'all doing? I hope you guys are staying safe with the rise of COVID cases because, you know, everybody's out and they don't care. And um, just protect yourselves. I know here in Kansas, they just made it, just made it mandatory. You got to wear a mask whenever you go outside at all. And then just kind of watching the people. It's a mask. You know, the people were fighting against that. Like, it's a mask. And the weird one was I heard, and it's my body, my choice. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You do not get to play that card right now. Especially with what we've seen, especially what that my body, my choice kind of entails with abortion, all that. But just stay safe, guys. Um, you know, it kind of hit me the other day, and also I was just you know reading stories like I usually do. And then it's been over a month since George Floyd died. And I kind of sat back and I thought about it and I was like, yo, look at everything we've kind of seen in a month, which also leads me to Bubba Wallace and NASCAR, but I'm going to touch on that in a second. And how even though misinformation, kind of the same thing they did they, that went on with Ka- Colin Kaepernick, but I'll touch on that in a second. But kind of look about, look at everything that has happened over the last month. Like it's been a little bit over a month, but everything that has happened in terms of like just in, the, in Minneapolis alone where they did def- I think they're defunding the police and then they're kind of they're kind of changing it and then we watched the death of Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta Breonna Taylor is finally getting justice um we've seen kind of like this seismic shift even when I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone there was a Black Lives Matter like little kind of message on the screen every time like you loaded into a game so I remember when I when I uh, when I talked about George Floyd, and I asked the question, why is it that we as Black people have to fight for the rights that America has promised everyone? It's what I'm. It's like it's one of the first things that you know about America, right? And then we've seen a lot of people fighting. I guess fighting to get that question like removed in a way and the weirdest part is it's it's not even coming from the people you would expect to talk or to lead the movements or anything like that it's like i the things that really hit me the most are the people who you don't see like for instance skip bayless on, on undisputed um sports radio show on fox sports one and he's like you know what i notice now about all these different protests and things like that he's like i notice more white people than black people more young people who've grown up and they're like yo this isn't right right and then that took me back to charlottesville which for those of you that know it's basically what started this podcast and i remember at the time somebody remarked look at all the young people um protesting like you will not replace us like remember they did with the tiki torches and then that basically just made tiki torches like really really bad for a while i don't know if they're i don't know if they're back but like tiki torches were like yo like you can't you can't have tiki torches for a while and kind of seeing the complete antithesis of that if seeing all those young people young white people too just like look this is wrong and then having a conversation with scotty when we talking about on his podcast and we had um a couple uh, white uh, women there 
and we were just kind of talking about our experiences with police and then um scotty told this uh story where he was in south dakota and um something something happened with uh, somebody was stole something but scotty didn't steal anything let me i I think i have to just kind of go find that story but um when they went to jail the cops were screaming we got two of them and then the lady just gasped and then in a way i was like it's crazy that that surprises you mind you i have not been in a situation like scotty has been scotty has traveled scotty is more what's to say outgoing or adventurous than me like that guy just thinks different but i mean at the end of the day he's still a black man and you know and he is i mean i could listen to scotty tell these stories all, all the time because just as who he is and kind of person but to kind of see everything that has changed mind you it's own it's just a minuscule percentage like to the point where um watching to to, to go into nascar nascar took uh, took away their confederate flag you can have them at races anymore right and then bubba wallace kind of he's the only black driver in like the highest echelon of nascar and he kind of brought that up and then nascar kind of followed suit and then what was it um they found a noose in his garage like i and then um it turned out that of course so he bring uh so he gets blown out it gets it gets obviously you find a noose in the only black man's garage and nascar things are going to go crazy the media covers it sensationally nascar takes it very seriously they call the fbi the fbi sends like 13 agents down and they find out that that noose wasn't has been there since like late 2019 so it's been there almost a full year and the thing that really pissed me off about that situation was that people were calling Bubba Wallace Bubba Smollett like this is nothing like the Jesse Smollett situation Jesse Smollett basically created a hate crime to make his career better because apparently he was going to be written off of Empire and now he's literally facing federal charges for what he did So the reason I'm so mad about this is like y'all trying to twist it like you did Colin Kaepernick. Where all of a sudden y'all thought Colin Kaepernick was protesting against the flag and look how he looks now. Look how he looks now. So I guess I'm just going to do this once because for some reason just guys are not listening to the facts. First of all, Bubba Wallace never saw the news. He never saw it. He wasn't the one that found it. It was a member of his team. And believe it or not, saw the picture. It's a fucking noose. All right. People over here, is this what Bubba Wallace was talking about? First of all, the thing that also made me mad was like people like that doesn't look like a noose to me or I feel like a noose would be like tied better. First of all, I'm like, what? What? I I, I guess the noose should have been tied better. The noose should look more like a noose. And the fact that you guys think that Bubba Wallace created this situation to make his career better or anything like that. When he, first of all, he didn't see it or anything like that. And then NASCAR took it seriously the way they fucking should have. I'm going to be cussing a lot. I've been cussing a lot over the last few podcasts, but that's just how it's going to be. Like NASCAR took it seriously the way they fucking should have. And then you seen what like NASCAR, mind you, I'm. I don't know anything about NASCAR. I, I guess like they turn left and Jimmy Johnson's like, good. He's not like the MJ of their sport, but he won like six championships in a row. Like, I don't know. I just remember like 
I don't get it. To be honest with you, it doesn't really seem like a hard sport to do, but that's easy to say when you're not driving at 20 fucking miles an hour, avoiding people with like a million dollar, millions of dollars worth of machinery at your fingertips. Okay? And the fact that you have to work your way up. And I learned all this, like kind of getting ready for this. But to see the outpouring of support at Talladega, which is one of the biggest races in Alabama. And then... um like NASCAR really just came together and it kind of showed that. And then one thing was ironically, Jimmy Johnson was the one that's uh, after it came out that they said that this wasn't what it was. Jimmy Johnson's like this. Thank God that this wasn't what we thought it was, but let's not sit here and pretend that this could have been a lot worse. What, what resulted from that situation was the best case scenario really was. We're not sitting here like pretend like Bub Wallace is not beginning death threats or things like that because he's changing NASCAR. The fact that there was a huge Confederate flag rally before the race at Talladega, which ironically got rained out, so they had to do it on like a Monday. It's weird how many people cake up for a flag of a loser. Of, of of a of a time when half the country at that point wanted to secede from America basically to uphold slavery if you don't believe me go read those uh documents that they that all the states that seceded pressed out and the and within the first few lines it's about slavery it ain't about cultural heritage what kind of cultural heritage is that where you're talking about treason you're talking about destroying America as as they knew it at the time. And they lost. It's crazy that people still uphold that. That people still raise that flag. And then now that that flag, that is that people, black people in particular, I can only speak for black people. I can't speak for Asians or any other people who see that. How black people feel when they look at that flag is now costing people like Mississippi. I never saw a Mississippi state flag until two days ago. They just got the fucking flag, the Confederate flag in the state flag. And now it's costing Mississippi millions like the NCAA as 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 bad as I think of that organization. It's like we're not we're not bringing crap here no more. The first of all, the NCAA understands like, yo, we are not going to fucking survive without black people. Like, we're just not without black athletes for fuck. And then Mississippi voted, I think, yesterday or the day before for for them to change their state flag. So that's why I'm mad about I'm not going to it's it's unfair. And and it's weird thing is we've kind of seen it die down because my YouTube was filled with people calling him Bubba Smollett and things like that. And you're just wrong. I mean, I'm sitting here watching Clay Travis, who's a another commentator on. Uh, what? Sorry, messed up my mic. I'm sitting here watching Clay Travis, who's another commentator on Fox Sports One, rail against NASCAR and Bubba Wallace and things like that. And I completely agree. He's the same thing that he didn't understand why Drew Brees had to apologize. So I said this thing on Scotty's podcast. Drew Brees has never had to struggle outside of the football field. And I want you to really think about that for a second. 
Drew Brees has never had to struggle in life outside of the football field. And for those of you that play football, y'all know football ain't easy, even for the best of them. Okay? Or else Julio Jones would just be, and he dominates receivers, but then tell me, like, he hits that fucking point. What was it? When he didn't score a touchdown for what seemed like a full fucking season? And he's one of the best receivers to, ever, uh, to, to play in the game right now? People were mad at Drew Brees because he was literally trying to change the narrative. And also, the fact that he was Drew Brees is different. Because people, Drew Brees was an ally. New, New Orleans would not be the same after Katrina without Drew Brees. I believe that is a fact. He changed the culture down there. He's the reason the New Orleans Saints are still there. All the millions of dollars he's given to make sure New Orleans is what it is today. And New Orleans isn't perfect. But you, literally, Drew Brees, when you read the story of New Orleans in the future, Drew Brees is a big part of it. And Drew Brees is a Republican and things like that. And that, mind you, I don't care about that. I'm never going to care about, unless you're saying some really wild stuff, like what your political leaning is. Like, because first of all, like, like I said before, Tom Brady's my favorite player. I know he had the mega hat in his locker, right? But I'm not going to Tom Brady to tell me where I'm going to vote or what my political belief should be. You should be able to think for your own damn self. You, first of all, most of the people listening to this, most people, most of those fans on there are grown ass men, are grown ass people. So then Clay Travis said that, because technically what Drew Brees said wasn't really wrong. It was the, it, it was the, it was what, it was, it was the attempt of what he was trying to say by changing the flag, by saying kneeling and all that stuff. Which, ironically, he knelt. Also, when Trump called all the players sons of bitches, he knelt. He also knelt against police brutality. That's what Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for. Jesus Christ. That's why people were mad at Drew Brees. People wouldn't have been as mad. People, I think, I feel like I say this because we've already kind of seen Tom Brady with his MAGA hat and that he's friends with Donald Trump. People, if Tom Brady said the same thing, would people be mad? Hell fucking yeah, they would be mad. But not as mad as they would be at Drew Brees. Because people would be look, literally walking up to me like, see what your favorite player said? Right? And then people be like, I knew that he thought that way because of the hat we saw in his locker. But Drew Brees, nah. Drew Brees was a good dude. Wholesome dude. Family guy. Feels like he would give you the shirt off his back. You know? And then, so Clay Travis says that. And then now he attacks Bubba Wallace and NASCAR. And I said to him, like, you don't get it. And you're speaking to millions of people every fucking day on your radio pro program. I'm not saying you don't have to agree, because hell no. What we've seen over the past few weeks, not a lot of not a lot of people agree what we're trying to do. And my favorite is like they get caught up and then they say the bullshit apology, like, oh I'm not racist or whatever. I'm like, you don't, you know, it's too late. It's too late. You're gonna lose your job. Shit's gonna be real bad for you for a while. Cause of what you think. Like the war, like the lady in Missouri who walked up like a black life, I think it was a Black Lives Matter protest, and she's like, and she was like screaming KKK, and I hope they're gonna come take you down or something like that. And of course, a couple couple days later, she like releases a video like, oh, I'm not racist and like that. I'm like, we have you on camera, say what you said. 
I feel like I'm going all over the place here. But to kind of remark, go back to the whole point of this thing. It's been a month. It's been over a month. We've seen so much change in this country. But it's I feel like it's we're just like the drops finally hitting the water. And now we're watching where the ripples are gonna go. We're seeing like people really like just to get, get, like student athletes putting like using their power. Like go back to Mississippi. The Ole Miss, the best running back, one of the best running backs in the nation, was like, I'm not playing here until y'all change your state flag. He grew up in Mississippi. He's like, I'm not playing here anymore. And and for the people who were saying, like, how come he didn't speak up earlier? Yo, what the fuck is he supposed to do? Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly, like, what you thought. I mean, first of all, these are mainly, what, 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kids. And some of them have the ability to make a, a tremendous amount of money after they're done in college and playing football. Of course, you just want to go smoothly. You want to do this. You get to the league and do whatever. We've seen even at K-State where some kid who was white, I saw it on ESPN, was like, congratulations on George Floyd for going a month without doing drugs, which is basically the thing. I don't know the exact quote. And athletes, various athletes from cases, like, we're done playing here until you do something about this. And my problems with Candace Owens and how she's, she's out here putting out his arrest record and that he's not a martyr. He's not a martyr for black people. And I'm sitting there, Candace, I'm like, you don't get it either. Like the, what I said before, we shouldn't know George Floyd's name. We didn't ask him. He didn't need to be a martyr. That's not what we that's not what we wanted. I think the fact is just that even if he did have a $20 counterfeit bill, which we don't even know what the fuck that was all about, still, he didn't need to die on the street like a dog. Rashard Brooks, even though I still have my own question about the situation and how like I have my own trepidations about it. He didn't need to get he didn't get killed the way he needed to get killed. Things could have been done better. And I'm sitting here like, I would love to just have a conversation with Candace Owens and be like, what are you trying to do? Because I hope you understand if shit does hit the fan and then you go to whoever you're trying to, in my way, I'm thinking like, are you impressing somebody? Are you trying to do something? Hopefully those people stick with you. That's all I'm saying. Hopefully those people stick with you. I'm not sitting here saying I'm I'm even knowledgeable enough about black issues because I'm not. That's why I've been trying to learn over these past few years. That's why I talk to Corey as much as I can. That's why I bring her on the podcast as much as I can. That's why I bring I talk to other people off. Because it's important for me to continue learning. But we're seeing all this change, and right now in my mind I'm sitting like a lot of these companies doing this change because it's the right thing to do. You know, to make money. The NFL, all of a sudden, their stance on Colin Kaepernick's change. All of a sudden, all these fucking teams are interested in Colin Kaepernick. Y'all weren't interested? Like, four years ago? They said this, like, oh, they were going to lose 20% of their bottom line if they signed Colin Kaepernick. I bet money you would have gained that back with all the black people, all the people who supported Colin Kaepernick, who would have been fans of your team, who would have bought his memorabilia. Even when Colin Kaepernick was doing his thing, he had the highest-selling jersey in football. When he was taking when he, when he was taking a knee. 
when Colin Kaepernick, if he does go back to the league, I am so worried about what's going to happen. To even see Trump changing his fucking stance. Oh, if he's good enough, he should be in the league. No, bitch, you're only saying that because you're trying to get reelected. That's why you're trying to reopen the economy. And now all of a sudden, we've seen fucking 9,000 cases a day in Florida. In a way, this may be the worst re-election year for president in of all time. Maybe like Abraham Lincoln with the Civil War. Like, I, I don't know. But man, this is the worst in my lifetime. Maybe the worst in, in, in recent history? Feels like he's doing all he can. Trump is to make sure that his shit goes on right. That he's putting his best foot forward for re-election. You handled COVID wrong. You didn't take it seriously. We could have just done what I think Sweden did, where they just didn't. Oh, they just kept their country open, and he just said, "Look, if our kid, if people get it, we'll just build like a herd immunity, and we'll be fine, and we'll live with the consequences." Or you could have taken it fucking seriously, like Italy did, like Spain, like all these countries that are recovering. Meanwhile, we're fucking shooting up the motherfucking thing, going for two hundred thousand people who've been in, like two hundred thousand deaths. Over a million people have had COVID. It, the second wave is only going to get worse. Plus the flu's coming. The reason, especially what I've talked to people, especially now people on both sides are mad at Trump's like, this isn't the time for you to fucking put your balls on the table and say you're the best fucking president. No, man, we needed fucking leadership and you didn't take it seriously. To the point, members of his staff, of the vice president's staff, had COVID. Right? Saying that when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And you don't even understand the point of why they're looting. Of why Amer- uh, black people are angry. To the point, like, they're literally saying, like, fuck that. We're just, we're just done. America is like this because of American expectations. If you understand what I'm saying. I can't tell you how many times, like, hey, we're the best country in the world. We got the best athletes, the best military, best everything. And I sit there, if we're the best country in the world, why do we treat certain segments of our population as bad as we do? It's not even just black people. We America wouldn't even own up to its history. Look at America's history. I know the, I always hear the anecdote. Uh, the original sin America's original sin is slavery no it's what they did to Native Americans harder them up in in fucking reservations and then now they pay them uh, give them checks every month because they're sorry they did the Native Americans so dirty they were close to being ex- like kind of like getting wiped off the face of the map and look at all the little things they did just, just black people like I, I keep saying it or I keep I feel like I've said it before like all the little things that we had to fight for shit to eat at a restaurant where we wanted to walk into a fucking stadium at whatever entrance we wanted to drink from Marfan wherever we wanted to sit at the fucking front of the bus like the craziest part was like I heard this on another sports radio show where Rosa Parks she was tired and she didn't want to move to the fucking back of the bus she was tired after a long hard day at work 
and she didn't want to move. She wasn't looking to be the fucking icon that she that she is and she was. I hope people I hope that this continues to go. Because America is in need of some real change. In order to be the America that we read about, that we tell each other about, that we when we go over to other countries and act like assholes like about, we gotta maintain that. Like when my mom goes out of the country and then she's telling me that other countries are just laughing at us. I may be born from Kenya, but I'm an American. I don't want other countries fucking laughing at us. But that comes with the territory. We're America. We're going to go fucking tell Iran whatever the fuck they can do. When when people in Iran are, are, are honoring George Floyd, meanwhile, America, parts of America are like, well, you shouldn't have done anything illegal. You shouldn't have resisted. You shouldn't have done that. Like you're trying to find ways to justify what happened to him. Like I always see this one meme that works, that that just just fucking sticks in my mind, where they're like, um, it was like, here's a thought, don't do anything illegal and the police won't kill you. And then the next post under that was like, Beyonce Taylor was sleeping. Like think about all the crazy things we have to like literally outlaw in this country that should just be common sense. Like, no-knock warrants. Like, look, I don't know anything about that. I'm, I'm going to go talk to people who are in law enforcement and, and, have them, and, and try to understand that. But it's like, how do you go to the wrong house? Fuck, Google Maps that hoe. Like, I don't know. Double make sure when you when you when, when, before you leave the precinct. Make sure when you get to the address. Before you roll in there because you're already kind of amped up because of what the cops have been told. And then they had the... Nerve to charge Breonna Taylor's, I, I believe it was her boyfriend or fiance with an assault on a police officer when, when they went to, the, first of all, they went to the wrong house. And if you're sitting there, any normal person, whether you're black, white, Asian, Superman, whatever the fuck, and you're sitting there like, okay, somebody's bringing in my place. I have my my girlfriend here, my possessions, and I have, the, I have license to carry, and I'm going to protect what I know. Because Jesus Christ, you don't know what the fuck's about to happen. I've seen this change that when I talk to older people, especially older black people, that they're sitting like, huh. Just kind of like, it's crazy to see the power that young people have. Remember this thing somebody told me one time. It's like, the civil rights movement never ended. If anything, it took a break for a while. I can't remember who said it, but it just popped into my mind. And I sat there and I was like, that's crazy. And I always say this thing, man, it's 2020. I was like, oh, it's 2017 or it's 2010 or whatever. We should be better than this, but we're not. And I want any white person, whether you feel, whoever's listening to this, Right, whatever. We're not trying to take anything from you. We're literally not. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. We're just okay. You're sitting at the table. You got all the damn seats, but there's still room at that fucking table. 
We're just trying to pull up our own fucking seat to the table. That's all we're trying to do. Sit at the table. The way you promised us we would sit at the table. I'm so curious about what happens next. I'm so curious about this election. Because even to politicize COVID-19, politicize death, to politicize, um, and we've seen all the gross miscarriages of justice. Now we're watching all these big corporations or big organizations or schools or whatever, and they're all saying Black Lives Matter. And I hope they understand what that actually means. Like the saying says, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. And if you want to be like Benjamin Shapiro and just look at the hard numbers, you can. And sure, the, the numbers show it's that, that he says, oh, it's not as bad as people actually think. You don't get it. If Ben Shapiro was black, he'd, he'd say differently. He really would. He can say he can't, but he'd say differently. Like all the different, just go, go talk to like an older black person. Just have them tell you a couple stories. Not everybody's Ben Carson, but even he got a problem. Like hell, Johnny Cochran was like, he can stop driving through Beverly Hills. Cause he was driving in a car that the cop thought he shouldn't be driving in. What's this, what's this black dude doing driving this car? Hmm? Being, I've been stopped saying, Oh, are you lost? Like, no, I know where the fuck I'm going. It's the fact that black people are so angry, still waiting for what was promised to them. And in watching for hundreds of years, watching them look over the horizon, what was promised to them, and then seeing all the roadblocks, obstacles, minds, freaking people, whatever, put in front of them to get there. Like I said before, I can only speak for black people. Like when the like the one thing about Reconstruction, after the slaves were free with the Emancipation Proclamation, it took two years for it to reach all the way down to Texas. That's why Juneteenth is the day it actually is. They walked down there and said, "Black people are now free," and they thought the job was done. Like you're free, but then nobody was like, "What the hell do we do after that?" Maybe they thought the army will keep the peace, right? So yeah, the black people were getting elected. You know, black people were doing this. Black people were in, set, like, were in Congress. Black people were having a big role in society. Then the army left. Jim Crow took over. Jim Crow was basically slavery. Realizing how the police were actually founded. And I'm not sitting here saying the police should be abolished because that's ignorant. Joe Rogan says this, and I think I've brought it up so many times. Like, God damn, police should be the best of us. And the ones that I know are the best of us. Not everybody can be a cop. Not everybody can be in law enforcement. I know I fucking can. It takes something special every day to potentially see the worst that humanity has to offer and then wake up the next day and be like, fuck it, I'm going back in again. It takes something special.
but they shouldn't be they shouldn't be it's just the bad actors that makes all the other cops look bad the cops that go every day take your people they don't even know treat them sometimes better than they would their own family to make sure that they get that they stay safe so now that we're watching this wave of change and we'll see eventually what the after effects or the, the, the tide or whatever the hell comes next with the aftershocks of this this wave of change and I'm sitting wondering what is really going to change is what Minneapolis is doing right now when they're funding their police and basically doing all these things is that is that what the future looks like or is it what's going on in Atlanta where after the, the cop who killed Rayshawn Brooks got felony charges all the cops just quit in Atlanta or, or they called in sick and then now Atlanta's basically a war zone And I remember the, the 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 police chief in New York or whatever the union leader or whatever was like, show us some damn respect. I'm not gonna see you to be the first person and sit here and say that at one point I did not respect what cops did. There's a whole last story with pop with with with, with Cap, and he'll tell you. And I got my butt chewed out for it, and I deserved it. But cops are supposed to protect and serve, right? I believe most protect and serve. But we have damn sure all the receipts. And like we said, it's 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 the actions of a few that can change the perception of a whole group. And it's not fair. It's not. don't think every time some something crazy happens and a black man does something and then we see it on the news and the next day i'm walking to work or i'm walking around somewhere and some white woman looking at me like that like and y'all know what the way i'm looking and they don't think that i i'm that black person i hope everything i've said here this podcast makes sense because I really want it to. People thought the protests were going to die down; they didn't. Actual changes happened, but we've also seen extremes, like what the, like what's happening in Seattle, where they just cordoned off like seven square blocks and said no cops allowed, and this is a like a police freeze, and we're going to kind of run this this way, and then now Seattle's taking it back. I'm sitting there like, I don't think that's the way we should do it because people are starting getting shot and killed there. So, and also, I hope this also makes the black community look at itself because we got our own fucking problems. Watching a story um, I read on Facebook today about a kid getting shot in the face while he slept in Kansas City and getting killed. We got our own goddamn problems. So while we want equality and we want things done the right way for us in America as a community as a black community we have to work to better ourselves as well this one thing Crystal said when I had her on the podcast and she said black people don't support each other the way and she used um, Hispanics as an example like she used this um, idea of there's always 
this house that I see that that's close to mine. And I'm just kind of doing this off the top of my head. And it's like, there's always cars there. And, and like the family there buys a business and then they come and then you, and then they kind of sell it off. But then, then they sell it off. So then they sell off to another Hispanic family. And then they go start another business. It's like, there's, they're constantly supporting each other. And black people, black people don't do that. And I'm kind of, I'm going to be using all these anecdotes to kind of finish off here. And even this one thing I read on, um, Oh, not I read. I, I watched a video on YouTube of, of this black comedian, and he was like, "How come black people don't kind of have their own things? Like, like Hispanics have Doritos, whatever that that sort of is. I'm probably saying it wrong. It's like, it's like they have their own kind of products. They have their own thing. It's like black people we're kind of too busy, kind of reliant in a way of what has been given to us. Like we're not making our own things here." And, and think about when, when we do make our own things, like, like, why is rap basically the most popular thing in the world? Why was gangster rap so polarizing like it was in the 90s? Because we were telling it like it is, all right? And for a lot of people in America, it was shocking to the point they're trying to freaking uh, limit what NWA was saying, just to use an example. They made a whole last movie about it, right? Basically infringed on NWA's free speech with their songs because fuck the police. That's all in particular. And that's just what they saw. Was it? Did it speak about everybody? No, but that's what they saw. And they and the people at the time did not like what they were saying about the police. It's just what they saw in their environment all the time. I don't know. I'm gonna see more injustice. We're going to see more. We're going to see overcorrectness. Like, the thing is, like, with the master bedroom, I never knew the origins of the master bedroom. And quite frankly, like, this 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 real, real estate company in, 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 in Texas is going to stop calling the master bedroom the master bedroom. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I, I know my thing of the master bedroom? It's the bedroom that has the fucking bathroom in it. It's like we're going around the issue. But we're not attacking the issue. Like, oh, we're gonna bag, we're gonna ban chokeholds. We're gonna stop calling the master bedroom the master bedroom. But we're not gonna talk about the actual fucking elephant in the room. We're gonna talk about all the other shit around it. We need to have this discussion and an actual discussion. The thing is, in my mind, I don't know how the fuck that happens. Because at best, the people who support us are ignorant like Drew Brees. Like, they understand, but do they really understand? Are you really, like, that's the question I've always wanted to ask. Like, as, as a white person, even the people who are out there marching, are you prepared to lose that white privilege? And, and when you say yes, I hope you understand what you're actually saying yes to. I hope you really understand that question. There was a time I tried to impress white people. Like, I really did. Make sure school just went better, or this, I got this done, I got that done. It, it, it's true. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm trying to be disrespectful, because that's, that's dumb. It's like, I went out of my way to, like, make them comfortable, or things like that. And I'm sacrificing what made me me in a way. 
And we've all done it. Let's not sit here in front. We have. But there's a way to still be yourself and be respectful and be whatever, right? Either way, guys, it's been a month. Uh, let me know what you guys think. As, like kind of what you've seen over the last month since George Floyd passed. We've seen a lot of things. I'm still taking it in. We've seen so many things. We've seen things change for the better, but we've also seen people or companies, in my opinion, taking advantage of the situation to make sure that they're good. Case in point, the NFL kind of. This is their problem to solve. Colin Kaepernick is going to be a part of the NFL story from now until the end of time for what they did to him. I've even heard talk of people wanting to nominate Colin Kaepernick for the Nobel Peace Prize. You are ignorant to kind of just end this. You are ignorant if you thought Colin Kaepernick was doing this to protest the troops. You just are. Like you refuse to see the point. And I can't help you. I'm done wasting my time. I did a whole last three, like fucking two podcasts about it. Hours long. You can see in media. You can see how people talk about Colin Kaepernick now. I'm tired. I'm just tired. But also, I got, I guess, another thing and kind of go off topic a little bit, but also kind of touch the thing. I watched um, the documentary on Netflix called Athlete A, which talked about um, Larry Nasser and USA Gymnastics and their role in letting Larry Nasser do all the, what he did to hundreds of victims, including nine Olympians. The most famous among them is Simone Biles. The documentary was crazy to watch. I recommend everybody watch it. And it kind of answers the same question. Like, how could you let that happen to some of the best of us? And it kind of go into the history of how gymnastics became what it was, how gymnastics became such a power for us in America, especially the Olympics. Because most reality, like what you see Simone Biles every four years, except in like some commercials, which ironically you only see around the Olympics. It's crazy. I'm probably going to do another in-depth review on it later because I need to do those again because I used to do those before. I did like two or three on reversing row and alt-right state of rage, if I remember correctly. But there's so many more that I've been watching. And uh, Jesus, what a documentary. What a what a time. It, it, it seems like it's a lot of unveiling on America's dark parts because it's not even just that. Like the Me Too movement is in gaming right now and the, the rest though wrestling industry like wwe and end up like if you kind of read into all those things what the hell's happening and the speaking out movement which is basically just me too like it's like a lot of people trying to get justice and and it's good but and i guess in, in a way just me just saying hopefully justice is getting done the right way so yeah Either way, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I, f- I feel like I could have gone longer, but I, I I don't know. I feel like I've been very confusing with this one. But, guys, please stay safe with the, I know, the rising number of COVID cases. And, I mean, I'm worried about my job in particular because I work for a school district. But I'm worried about, you know, my mom, all my all my friends in California. And I know because it's one of the biggest, 
packed hits. If you're in, in these in these places like Florida, um, Texas, please, please stay safe. I know there are more states hard hard hit, but please stay safe. And you know, you know, love. To t- actually, you want know do this? Tell your family you love them. I don't think a lot of I don't say it enough to my mom. I don't say enough to my boys. And I know this is a crazy time, but it's also a time thing for for kind of looking into yourself to see what you're doing wrong and kind of re-examining your relationship. Because one question that was asked on Scotty's podcast is, how do you feel this whole kind of time is going to affect your relationships, your friendships, who you work with? Because I know for for a long time, I've had a lot of women who are black um, disappointing me because I like I don't date exclusively black women. You know, just to use that example. And there was always this one thing I, I speak to a lot of people. It's like, black men dating black women, it wasn't a problem until the black man gets successful. Then all of a sudden they're dating black women. Like the case in point, Russ Wilson. Remember the, he was mar- actually married when he was drafted. Like, was it 2013, I think, 2012, whatever, whenever he was drafted. He was dating, he was married to a white woman, broke up with, now he's with Sierra, right? But like, look at just how black, black women in particular, look at black men. Who are dating white, white women. But that's a whole another topic. And I don't want to get into it. So I'm going sh- um, shut down. Before I get Corey calling me. And I have a problem. Um, so guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget. You can follow follow the Facebook page. And the Twitter page. At YCMWT for both. Leave your comments. Any questions. Whatever you got there. Or you can call the podcast. And leave a voicemail at 805. Oh Jesus. This is bad. 539-2698 okay the phone number is 805-539-2698 it's one of what three phone numbers i actually know this has like what my own my mom's and uh the podcast line and also somebody else who i can't tell because it's it's important um don't forget uh you can you can leave voicemail or you can text in um you can also email the podcast at myycmwt at gmail.com guys stay safe it's it, this actually felt really cathartic to kind of think about it. Holy crap, it's been a month since George Floyd died and kind of watching everything that happened and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just kind of really curious to see where things go. And I hope this this kind of made sense in a way. I can't wait to uh, to talk to you guys again soon, especially I, I got a I got a story I want to tell because it's been a while since I did a story time, but I got a probably call in some reinforcements for this one so i will let you guys know here in the future it's about time to bring back story time especially right now where things are getting better but also covid's kind of putting a damper on things but it's time that i made you guys actually laugh okay bye guys i love you stay safe